Public Radio, your favorite X-Men chat show, celebrating two years with a new format and the launch of Rocktoberfest, an episode every single day for the whole month of October. Today's review, Uncanny Spider-Man number one by Cy Springer and Lee Garbett. It opens with some thugs on a motorcycle trying to escape with human organs being hunted by Spider-Man. They attempt to head to the park so he has nowhere to swing. Surprise! He could teleport. Kurt beats them while he's trying to do his best at like that Peter Parker banter. And after he successfully ties them all up, uh, some unhoused park people visit him as they talk. A sentinel attacks, but a mysterious figure hides Kurt's ex-gene and leaves. Kurt and Peter have a chat in a bell tower. Peter tries to convince him to let go of the guilt from his actions at the end of uh, Legion of X. But it's clear Kurt has some more unpacking to do, including that voice that showed up at the end of, was it Sons of X? that. Mm. Uh, like takes the form of like a chibi Kurt that sits behind him and chats with him. Vulture or uh, director Vulture, as he asks to be called now is working with Orcus on trying to replicate resurrection and decides they need to outsource catching him. Kurt stops a mugger only to find out the mugger is mystique in disguise. Who's clearly suffering from some sort of like amnesia or brain trauma. Like uh, she's, she's not just forgetting stuff, but she just seems disoriented. Uh, after you know Chuck threw her off the cliff was last time we saw her was Chuck tossing or her throw, her chucking herself off a cliff to avoid Chuck's mind control at the Hellfire yeah. Gala. Um, the final reveal is the mercenaries Vulture hired are being led by Silver Sable, who is like already crushing on Kurt from just surveillance footage. So you know that's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. First off, I'm gonna spoil spoil everything right now. Uh, this is by far my favorite Fall of X thing yet. I I loved this issue beyond all like perfection. Lee Garbett's art is amazing. Everything looks fantastic. I, I think maybe maybe the most impressive thing is how delicately Psy is incorporating the spider half of like the story. Yeah. I, Kurt's got this like super distinct voice when he's trying to be Peter in universe, but it doesn't sound like it's not Psy like writing a bad Peter Parker. It's very clearly Kurt, very clearly trying to be this close friend of his. I really like the way Vulture is motivated by a fear of aging to, to basically be a Nazi, but like I, it, it feels like a genuine motivation because we know Vulture's infamously old as dirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Silver Sable stuff feels really good. Even there's this data page of like the fan message board where they're trying to come up with a nickname for this that. Spider-Man. It just, it all feels very organically Spider-y. Mm-hmm. And yet completely also in line with Cy Spurrier's Kurt, except we finally get to see his Kurt having fun because I, I we talked about his whole shtick was, was kind of bringing Kurt to his lowest point. I just, dude, I love this book. This, this issue was amazing. This was absolutely phenomenal. I agree with you on every point that you have said. Uh, I really love the way he has embraced the fun side of Kurt. It feels like a very clear response to the people that are like, but I miss swashbuggling and I, you know, I, all that. 
yeah, okay, I get it. You like the swashbuckling? Guess what? I can do that too. You know, wow. Uh, the data page is amazing. I really, like you were saying, with the way that he uh, writes Kurt trying to do theater uh, in, in, in style, it's impressive because it reminds me of like the people that I find to be the most impressive, like impressionists are the ones that can do impressions of that person doing another impression. Yeah, exactly. The truly talented voice actors are the ones that can do their character reciting Shakespeare, things like that. That's what this feels like. This feels very much in line with that. He has such a clear idea of how his character that he is writing would act and how that that character would believe that this other character would act. Yeah, and like people's reaction to it. I, I love all the banter about the tale. The, yes. like, well, how do you get your tail there? Like the the random street people bring it up, and then Peter brings it up of like, well, wait, before you leave, tell me how the tail works. Kurt explaining the the hope sword, and Peter's just like completely, like, you can just feel the eyes rolling back in his head like, at the explanation of it. So good. The oh, voice, the, the voice. Like I said, the 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 white Banff voice, whatever you want to call it. Two prevailing theories online. That it is Legion, which the main argument for is like, oh yeah, it shows up right after Legion gets goes off to wherever he goes to. The main argument against is it, it would use his accent. Like, you're never going to have Legion without his accent, you would think, but you never know. Um, and then the other theory is Wagnerine's baby from Sins of Sinister, because they hit that so hard. Like he spent a lot of time with it just for it to never come up again. And it would tie this spider Kurt to the other spider Kurt, but. Oh, now I really uh, want it to be Wagnerine's baby. I was just saying, do you, do do you, do you see one of those as more realistic? And do you like one of my, and it sounds like you like the idea of it's, it's keeping SOS alive a little. I, I do. I like it being Wagnerine's baby. Although I will say that I, I can see the lesion side of it as well. Like I yeah. do think both are good theories, but the second you said Wagnerine's baby, I was like, Oh, <laughs> I like that. I, I like, I like either one of those. I also I think it was more overt in Sons of X. Like, on my first read of this, I'll be honest, I just took it as him, like, arguing with his own inner voice. Like, I didn't even immediately remember the Sons of X, like, that this was a real voice in his head. And I just was like, oh, yeah, it's just him kind of, like, internal monologuing or him fighting with his conscience or whatever. Yeah, I thought it was just his conscience. (laughs) You know, he's he's such a holy man that it's like, maybe it's just his conscience trying to keep himself clear or something. I really like that Mystique is such a major player in this, especially knowing we're heading to X-Men Blue. Is that December? When is that coming? I don't remember if it comes out after the end of this or if it's in the middle of this book coming out. But coming up before too long, we have that one shot that is the retelling or rewriting of his origin. And they're saying they think it's it's a, it's implied... Or it's being hinted that it's going to finally make canon that both Destiny and Mystique are like his biological parents, which mm-hmm. would be really interesting if that's the way they go. I I loved that this set it up, and 
like she's got the line it's like she's like saying where's my baby where's my baby it's so i don't know he's so good at tying everything together and i it's making me really dread the fact that it hasn't been like explicitly said because we haven't been told what books are coming but sai has been referring to this as his like farewell to the x-men for a while for for now at least Mm -hmm. i'm gonna miss him i'm gonna miss him so hard me too because he's had so many short run bangers just and they've been telling one cohesive story really all of these short bangers Mm -hmm. uh i'd love to see them all collected into one big thing at some point yeah you know, I, I've been trying, I'm really hoping they do a reprint of his kind of first tenure where he wrote X-Men Legacy, and that's where he first wrote about Legion. And he it, that, that one got collected as an Omni at one point, and, but that is a really rare Omni now, so I definitely don't own it because it's like a $200 Omni, and I'm not going there. But mm-hmm. I would instantly get it if it was like normal priced. Uh, but I would love if we could get... Uh, way of x legion in this in one volume i'm really curious how they're gonna do any deluxes or whatever of immortal red and legion because they got interrupted twice so there's the good chunk of i think three issues of each that are direct judgment day tie-ins and they're getting collected in the big judgment day book and then uh the, the Sins of Sinister collects, obviously, uh, his was Nightcrawlers, Night right? Yeah, yeah. Nightcrawlers is in this. So, I mean, do they double dip when they do hardcover? Sure. I, I imagine, yeah, I don't know how they're going to do it. I've been wondering that for a while because... I, I want this whole era. A Destiny of X is my favorite era so far. I want it all in one volume, but I, I, I don't know how they're going to collect it when they do. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how they end up doing that because there is it's it's all these little pieces that become so important to collecting it, if you yeah. ask me. Well, um, like even even that to me left hanging the the before the fall one shots. Like I feel like Sons yeah. of X was the, the epilogue and to not have that collected somewhere is a bummer mm-hmm. uh, but i i spoiled at the top this this is this is my first perfect five i i love oh. this issue i cannot name a flaw in this issue it's it's definitely a five out of five like by far well now we need to come up with what we're naming it when we <laughs> since we're doing this we need like an award like the the golden ap or Golden <laughs> Rocky, uh, yeah, X of Stars. There you go. There you go. We got an X of Stars. Yeah. Or this, stars. This, of is, this was a perfect issue. Yeah. I would not change a thing. Neither would I. Perfect. Perfect pacing. Perfect everything. Love this issue. Tomorrow, a spoiler. Not a five for me. No. This has been a Rocco Public Radio. Rod can be found at Irrepressible Comics or That Nerdy Papa Bear, and Keegan can be found everywhere online as Bulk Ranger.